and welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. This episode is part of our Building an Inspired Business series. In this series, Sarah and Michelle, your business mentors, give practical business tips helping the faith-filled mompreneur create a business that succeeds and fulfills. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of Mormon Mompreneur. We are so excited that you are here. You are with Michelle Gifford, your host for our Building and Inspired Business series. And this is where Sarah and I help faith-filled mompreneurs build a business that succeeds and fulfills because we need help, right? We need real practical business advice. But we also have found that separating our business life from our spiritual life doesn't work. And that if we can really intertwine both, it can change the way our business runs and it can change the way we feel. And so last week we talked about making good business decisions and how to do that for your business and then how to take that to the Lord. And Sarah talked about how to find a business that lasts. And so today and this week, actually, Sarah is going to be talking about something similar tomorrow. We are going to be talking about what to do if you don't feel like you're getting inspiration about your business. Because I think that when you listen to our podcast and the interviews that we do, I think you may get too focused on the end of the story that they're telling. Because in every podcast, every person that we talk to, every single one, there is a messy middle. And that is the part of their story that they don't know how it's going to work out. And they don't know what's going to happen. And some they're up against the wall. Like you talked about Rosemary. She'd invested all this a whole year and $5,000 or more to get her business going. And she had to come to the Lord and say, hey, is this going to work? Um, you have Kirsten Tyrell from the Marvelous Moms Club. And she talks about how uh, she, like her husband couldn't find a job. You know, they tried so hard and they moved to LA and she was in low income housing. And she, I mean, their back was like, up against a wall and they had to figure it out. We all have our versions of the messy middle. Now the guests that I have interviewed, they each have that and they each have come out glorious at the end, right? They have come out on top. I think that when we listen to people's stories that we focus a lot on their outcome and at the end. And like my sister always says, everything's going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. You are probably like me and everyone else who is listening. We are all in the messy middle of our businesses, right? Because we're not at the end. I mean, there may be some sections of our business that we have seen success and we're at the end of that part. But for the most part, we live our lives in the messy middle and we need to accept it and make it fun and and learn how to find success and to make the Lord a part of the messy middle, not just the end, right? So today I wanted to talk to you about that is how we can gain inspiration from the Lord about our business. Now, again, last week we talked about the questions that we need to ask before we go to the Lord and ask approach him in prayer about our business. But today I wanted to talk to you about three questions that we can ask if we are not feeling inspired. I'm going to tell you a story. That's what we do. So I was planning this podcast out and I had everything written down. I had it all bullet pointed and all the stories I was going to tell. But the first bullet point, I could not come up with anything. And it was the, it was the one that should be the easiest for me. And I could not come up with anything. And I went to record it and it just wasn't coming. So I took a step back and was talking to Sarah about what we were going to podcast this week. 
And I told her what my three bullet points. And she said, you know what? I have so much information I could talk about the first of your bullet points. So could I do a podcast on it? Absolutely, right? This is the thing that she should be talking about. And so she's going to be diving into that first bullet point tomorrow. But I think it illustrates something really beautiful about how God speaks to us. He lets us go forward and make decisions. We're given our agency, but he will guide us and he will also stop us when we're not doing exactly what we should, right? And not that if I would have done this without Sarah's input, it would have been fine, but he knew that Sarah would be better at discussing this topic. So when I was doing it, I felt stopped. Like I I had a stupor of thought, as they say in the scriptures, and didn't know which way to proceed. But then when I took a step back and brought in my best resource, Sarah, she solved the problem for me. And so sometimes we feel like I, in that moment, I was, I wondered why isn't the Lord answering this question for me? Why can't he give, he gave me inspiration on the other stuff. Why is he not giving me inspiration right now? Now I know the end, right? And it's okay. It's because he knew that Sarah would be better at it than I would. So let me tell you the three things that we're going to be talking about if you're not feeling inspired in your business. Are you doing those things that qualify you for the spirit? Are you doing those things that will make you worthy of inspiration? And Sarah is going to tackle that topic tomorrow. I'm going to jump in to the two things that I want to talk about today. And the first one is, do you know how the Lord speaks to you? The Lord speaks to us in different ways, right? And he does so because we are each unique. We are each different. Sister Sherry Dew says, our challenge is not one of getting the Lord to speak to us. Our problem is hearing what he has to say. He has promised as often as thou hast inquired, thou hast received instruction of my spirit. So when you hear that, to me, it says Heavenly Father is speaking to us, but it's up to us to figure out what he's saying. And once we do that, then it makes things a lot easier. Let's talk about that. Do you know how the Lord speaks to you? The way to find out is to think back. You have had impressions, whether for your business or for your life or for your kids, you have had inspiration. And how does Heavenly Father speak to you? Now, I'm going to tell you for me, if I am reading the scriptures, Heavenly Father puts scriptures right in my path that I need to read. And I know they're for me right then. They're answers to my prayers and my questions. For my dad, he is super logical and he's very talented at looking all the facts and drawing a black and white straight line. He knows what's right and what's wrong. And whenever he talks about filling the spirit, he says that you make a decision and go toward it and then Heavenly Father will tell you if it's wrong because it's easier to turn a moving object, right, than a stationary one. So with my dad, it's not usually a voice, right? It's just saying, it's a feeling that says, don't do it. That's how he gets inspiration. So you need to look back in your life and write down how you have received inspiration. Now, most of the time, we do not get lightning bolts. We do not get somewhat the Lord yelling at us, right? It's a still small voice. He doesn't lay out the whole plan for us. We are supposed to learn line, line upon line. And I don't think that is because Heavenly Father doesn't want to tell us everything. I think it's because Heavenly Father knows that the best way for us to learn is a little at a time. And I've, I've used this example before, but with Beauty Revived, if I would have known at, at the very day one where I knew I had to start this organization, if you would have told me that I would be 
creating a, a quarterly magazine and I would have thousands of photographers with me, it would have been paralyzing. I would not have had the strength, the courage, the forethought to be able to pick myself up and get things done. But I did know that I, I did know the next step. I did know that I was going to do this campaign. I knew that the Lord was speaking to me in that moment. I didn't see the whole picture and thank goodness I didn't, but I could see the next step. And so when you're asking yourself, how does the Lord speak to me? Has he spoken to me in my business? Ask those hard questions and really good questions and ponder those because he He does speak to us, right? The heavens are open and he has given us the Holy Ghost to guide us and to prompt us, but it is up to us to learn how to listen. Elder Scott says, when answers to urgent prayer don't seem to come, it can be that we don't understand some truths about prayer or because we don't recognize answers when they come. Our Heavenly Father did not put us on earth to fail, but to succeed gloriously. Isn't that amazing? I love that Elder Scott says that and how he puts that because he tells us right there, he promises that Heavenly Father is going to send an answer and it might not be how we think it will be, but he will send it because he wants us to succeed gloriously, not just do okay, not just be average, not just make it through the day, but to succeed gloriously. Um, I love that. He says, communication with our Father in heaven is not a trivial matter. It is a sacred privilege. It is based upon unchanging principles. When we receive help from our Father in heaven, it is in response to faith, obedience, and the proper use of agency. And Sarah's going to talk about that. Like, are we using our agency to qualify us for the Spirit? But we need to start recognizing and learning how this Lord speaks to us. And so, Number one assignment is to write down three times in your life where you have received revelation and then write how you received it. Was it reading your scriptures? Was it someone answered your prayer? Figure it out and then maybe it's listening to a podcast. (laughs) Figure it out and then write that down. Make a note of that. All right, that brings me to my second question. Is he speaking and you're not listening? <laughs> so this has happened to me before because we all know Heavenly Father wants to communicate with us, right? And sometimes he tells us and we don't listen. I have been working on a course for about a year and a half. And when I first got the idea for a course, I was talking to a friend and I did some research and and found that this course was not being taught by anyone in our niche. And it was something I was pretty good at and I had experience at. And so I thought, you know what? This is perfect. This is my course. This is what I'm going to do. I thought about it and I just had this feeling like really from the get-go that I shouldn't do it. And guess what? I didn't listen. I knew how the Lord spoke to me and I can look back now and see that very moment how I was being spoken to, but I didn't listen. And I pushed and pushed and it was like pushing uphill. (laughs) I have worked for a year and a half to get this course where I want it to be. It isn't there yet. It's not done. I videoed some things. I have the outline done. I have I have the script done, but it is like pulling teeth to get this finished. The whole time I've had this feeling like you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. I mean, go ahead. You're, you know, but you're doing this alone. I was talking to Sarah about it last week or two weeks ago. And I was like, what is going on? What is, you know, is this my thing or should I just put it down and not do it? And in my heart, I knew that I should just put it down. But 
Sarah so wisely said, Michelle, this is not your thing. You're good at it. You're good at what this course has to offer. But she said, this is not what you should be doing right now. And you know it and I know it. Once she gave voice to my feelings, I just felt like, yeah, I just got to put this down. Maybe it's just not right now. Maybe the answer is no, but maybe it's not right now. And once I put that down, then it gave my mind more room to think about the things that I should be thinking about. Once I did that, I felt peace and I knew that I should put it down and I could give more focus on the things that I needed to. Um, So we need to be really careful about that. Um, Elder Scott says, be careful what you do with an impression from God. I didn't handle that impression very well and it wasn't uh, life-changing probably, but I did spend a lot of time doing something that I probably didn't need to do right now. And it doesn't mean that tomorrow he might say, you know what, now's the time because there's a lot to timing. My sister was trying to, she was trying to decide if she should go back to work. She has three kids and they're in school and she just wanted to work at the school. There was a art teaching position that was open for eight hours a week and she thought this would be perfect. And she really felt like she should apply. She went to apply and when she got there, they said, you know what, it has just been filled. Like she was like, this is so crazy because I felt like I needed to apply, but it's filled. She's like, okay, so, She just kept feeling like she should do it. And then when she'd do it, it just didn't happen. And she thought, that's that's so crazy. So then come to find out a few months later, we found out that my dad had leukemia. He had to go to the hospital, which was three hours away from his home. And my sister lived uh, about 15 minutes away from the hospital. And so my dad spent many months, most of the year, at my sister's house and my mom was there. My sister was able to give my dad and my mom the support that they needed because uh, she wasn't working. And had she been working, it would have been much harder. And guess what? My dad is better and he he is cancer-free. And my sister this year had a job because she inquired when she needed to, because she met some people that allowed her to be in a position to be asked to teach when the time is ready. And now she's teaching music in her school, eight hours a week, the job that she wanted and the time that she wanted. And now the timing is right. And so we need to be careful. If if the Lord is speaking to us and the answer is not right now, or the answer is no, we have to be respectful of that and realize that Heavenly Father sees the bigger picture, right? We can't rely on our limited view. Another example is Sarah interviewed Elise from Salt LDS Retreat. And she was going through some um, some depression and she was having a really hard time and she was in the temple and she got the idea to start an EFY kind of retreat for women. She was sitting on the thought, you know, she was kind of wrestling with the thought she wanted to do it. And then she got the answer, take care of yourself first. And because of that, she picked herself up and she started getting better and she started escaping the hole of depression. And now she is able to... Um, to carry that load of doing a conference and making it successful. She's able to do it now because she listened to the promptings of the Spirit. So we have to be careful that we don't neglect the no feelings or the not right now feelings and realize that there is a place for that. Secondly, is we need to be more aware of when God speaks to us because he is speaking to us. And um, one of the best ways I have found to be more aware of that is through writing them down and journaling. Elder Irene gave a landmark address about um, God's hand and how he'd seen God's hand in his life. 
and he gave an example of what he does. And he said, I wrote down a few lines every day for years. I never missed a day, no matter how tired I was or how early I would have to start the next day. Before I would write, I would ponder this question. Have I seen the hand of God reaching out to touch us or our children or our family today? As I kept at it, something began to happen. As I would cast my mind over the day, I would see evidence of what God had done for one of us that I had not recognized in the busy moments of the day. As that happened, and it happened often, I realized that trying to remember had allowed God to show me what he had done. Now, there are a few things I want to bring out in what he says. He says, I wrote down a few lines every day. So he's not taking an hour a day to write. He just wrote down a few lines every day. And then the second is he took time out of his every day to ponder the question, how have I seen the hand of God reaching out to me today? And he talks about reaching out to our children or family. And I would add, how have we seen God reaching out to our business today? And then third, the promise is that as he did this, he would see evidence of what God had done for him that day. I, I have seen this to be true. I have gone in and out of being a good journal keeper. Um, I do love journaling, but I haven't been able to figure out the best tool for me. But I recently did, and I'm going to tell you, I recently downloaded the Day One app, and it's a journaling app that allows you to write every day. It keeps it, and you're also able to attach pictures to your journal entry. You can also set up an alarm. So at 10.07 every night, I get a message, an alert that says, go write in your journal. So it helps me remember. Another great feature that I love about it is that you're able to tag different posts. So if I write a miracle that I've had with Beauty Revived, I can tag it with a Beauty Revived tag, and then I can search for it when I need to. If I, find, if I write about my little girl, I can tag it with Lark, and then... If I need to search through my Lark stories, then I can find them. It's a really great tool. They're not sponsoring this. They should be. But it's just something that has worked for me. So I think that whether you get this app or not, find a way that you can regularly, every day, write down a few lines to ponder. If you get this app or not, doesn't matter. You need to find a way to give yourself space to ponder every day and ask how Heavenly Father has shown his hand in your life, and he will open your mind to it. And that's what Elder Eyring says, that I realized that trying to remember had allowed God to show me what he had done. And so if we make space for that in our in our busy lives and in our business, I know that um, when we make a little bit more effort to be aware of how God speaks to us, that he will open our eyes and our understanding to see how he has been a part of our life. So those are my practical tips to leading an inspired business and making it happen for you. I knew I had to figure this out because my husband, whenever he comes home, he asks me how my day went and what I've been doing. And nine times out of 10, I have had something inspired happen to me where I know the Lord has been in my business, in my, in my mom life, in my calling. And he would always say, Michelle, you have got to write this down. And President Irene talks about that, that now he has a book that his kids have that they can go back and read, look at. And now his kids are grown up. And he says that they, every once in a while, will come back and say, I, I was reading in this journal and saw how God blessed us that day. I know that when we do this, that we will bless our own lives, right? And we'll also bless our children's lives and 
and it allows for God to speak to us about our business and about the things that we find important. So your assignments are one, um, think about times that you know that the Lord has spoken to you and write those down and figure out how, what were you doing when he was speaking to you? And, and then two, I want you to find ways that you can document how the Lord has inspired your business, your home, your daily life, and find a way to document that. I use the day one app, um, but you can use a pencil and paper, whatever you need to do. And then don't be scared of the messy middle. Don't be scared of a no or a not right now, because Heavenly Father wants what's best for us. He does. And even though it's not in our timing, it will all be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. So um, thanks you guys so much for joining me today. If you guys are feeling guilty about being in business, don't we all feel a little bit of a mom guilt? I know I do. So Sarah and I have created a free five days to a guilt-free business where we give you each day you get a short video that help you build a business that is guilt-free that you can be peaceful and confident about. So just go, if you guys want in, go to guiltfree.mormonmompreneur.com to sign up. And if you are not a part of our Facebook group, well, you should be. It's a party. And we have a monthly book club and Sarah and I are doing free trainings all the time. So just go to mormonmompreneur.com and click on join the tribe and join our Facebook group. So thanks you guys so much for joining me today. Mormon Mompreneur podcast. For access to our free training, Five Days to a Guilt-Free Business, please visit guiltfree.mormonmompreneur.com.